Well, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, A. Mike Boogie, and this is episode 68 of the EBS Podcast, and I'm here with the crew, Obi-Wan. Yeah, what's up? Ike the Great. Good people. Young Buck. Good, what's up? OG. Oh, wait, OG's not here today, y'all. What episode? Yeah. What episode are we on? Is it 68? 68. 68. Shout out to us. 68. That's what's up. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? I was talking talking to my wife earlier. When we first started the podcast, yo, we used to record on a Saturday and drop an episode a week and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, sh- shout out to Ike, Ike the Great for kind of We've come a long way. Because to think about that shit, that shit is crazy. Yeah. However, <laughs> we also used to did record for like two and a half hours. Like there was a lot of yeah. editing and shit that had to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were very raw. Like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Thanks for the shout out. I wasn't sure if you remember that that was me. Oh, no doubt. No, you put a little it's bit of structure. structure. That's, that's what's up. Appreciate that. Now, I mean, how, how was. I don't know if you all have been paying attention to the whole Call Her Daddy podcast saga, but yeah, you know I mean, I feel like I am, I am Alex in this situation. You know, y'all, have you guys been paying attention to it? No, please elaborate. Pay attention to what? So, so there's this podcast on Barstool called Call Her Daddy, where it's like two white girls and oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They talk about sports. Yeah, yeah, I know um, and you know, one of them does like the editing and all that good stuff. And the other person pretty much just shows up. Uh, but then the other person just shows up, got into a relationship with uh, HBO, with the head of HBO Sports, I believe. And then they started trying to shake things up and ask for more money or whatever. Uh, so where things are right now is essentially the chick that tried to ask for more money got kicked off because, you know, I mean, like they came back with a good deal, but she wasn't trying to take it. And the one that's been doing all the hard work was like, listen, man, I don't got no millionaire hbo exec it's just me they offered me like a million dollars an episode and a whole bunch of other shit i'm doing this and i'm gonna replace replace you oh I, I thought it was i thought they were offering them eighty five thousand um each oh, no, no, no. a lot has changed since then like they okay. went to the negotiations tables and and it ended up being like i mean right now they're making half a mil it ended up being like about a million dollars base salary and a whole bunch of stuff and they get like 20 percent of the liquor they get Wow, they get their IP, intellectual property, in like in like twelve months, and um, a couple more other things like they get revenue from. So, mm. are you are you guys quitting your jobs for, for a million? They killing the game. No, no. Um, not unless I already have an investment ready to go that I know is going to pop off. So, so if, if we got if somebody's offering the podcast a mil each for, for all of for, us for how long? Uh, I, I don't know. Let's just yeah. say what's it, a year. Yeah, a mil a year a mil, for a mil each a year. Yeah, for for five or uh, for ten ten episodes. But so a mil for ten episodes. No, I'm Did sorry. What? I'm sorry. No, what <laughs> <laughs> one million for each member for one year? Okay. Would y'all take it? I mean, I would Absolutely. take it, but, but I'm not I, quitting my job. I love what I do. Definitely not. Not quitting my job. That's what's up. Hell no. And you know what, yo? Honestly, when you have a skill, it doesn't really make sense to just walk away from it like cold turkey. Like, if you a subject matter expert, you know, like Ike the Great, mm-hmm. Young Buck, mm-hmm. you know, A-Mike, you don't just walk away from that shit just because you got a million. Not true. Yeah. Your money well, ain't I mean, making I... money for you at that point. 
but I, I guess at, at some point, right, you got to figure out how much how much energy are you putting into your your everyday job versus the job that's paying you and four times what your, your salary. You know, I was I was gonna say that. So if this job is paying well, um, four times salary, but if this job is paying me a mill, right, to do a podcast, a mill, right, and uh, the requirements for this job becomes a little bit more demanding, then I can take a leave of absence from my right. job just to see how things are going to go. You know what I mean? But I don't know that I'm going to quit my job. We have that option of taking a leave of absence. So if this is just putting so much pressure on me to get things done and my, and my you know, real nine to five is actually hindering us producing a podcast, right. maybe right. we have to take the show on the road or whatever the case may be. And if that's the case, then maybe I'll just take a leave of absence where I just try to contemplate what, I'm what you're gonna do? Because it's tough. Because, like you said, if we have to take a show on the road, it's like, how do you maintain that? You know what I mean? Like, there's obligations. You know? Yeah, but you, yeah, I, I feel that. No, that makes sense. I just think you got to have a a plan in place. Like, if I won the lottery and it was eight hundred million, I'm not gonna quit my job tomorrow. If, it's, if I win it on a Tuesday, I'm gonna go into work on Wednesday. Actually, no, I'm gonna go cash my shit on Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday, I'm gonna go into work. When that <laughs> shit hit my bank account. Then I'm gonna start making my plan for how I'm gonna get out of that shit. But I'm not just gonna quit immediately. Yeah. Nah. You know, and and, I, and I've thought about this a couple of times. Like you know, just winning the lotto and seeing what will happen in my mind. Again, because I love what I do, I feel like I'll keep working. Uh, also, because you know, going in, I set certain you know goals for myself that I wanted to achieve, and I want to be able to still do it regardless of the fact that you know I I I got some money because the money wasn't really the goal. I think it was more so like secondary, you know, achievement, but it's like, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to prove to myself, you know, that I can do certain things within this firm, within this industry. So I would, feel like I was to stay. I could be lying like shit. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe you. I, I think you might, you would leave the company eventually and form something of your own. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. what I was say. You would stay with the company and continue yeah. to work nine to five. That, that's company. the yeah. first thing. <laughs> that's the first thing I'm doing. If I get, if I win the lottery for eight hundred million, I'm gonna cash my check. I'm gonna go to my job. I'm gonna tell them to dick goodbye, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive <laughs> to the Better Business Bureau and register you my fucking contract You don't burn my, bridges, and you gonna need. Yeah. Okay. This asshole. God damn. I, I nah. mean, for me, I think about, like, we take Jay-Z, for example. Obviously, he has so many different businesses, right? And rapping, which is probably his most loved out of everything that he does, is almost um, second or third nature to him. Like, he doesn't think about it. But I feel like for him to say, oh, I'm going to do an album, everything has to be put in place. For him to leave all the other businesses that make so much more money for him, it has to be put in place, meaning, like, the producer's got to have the beats already done, you know what I mean? They got to have an MO on how they're trying to put the tracks together and, and, and put it out. And then he'll jump in the booth, spit his lyrics, and it's done. I don't think he's investing so much time in putting an album together anymore. So maybe he gives you two months, and then that's it. And I feel like... Now, when you, go ahead. Now I was going to say, now don't get it twisted. The moment somebody gets on my damn nerves... Yeah, I'm gonna tell him to go eat a dick. Because <laughs> I, cause I got a better money. You know what right. I mean? But, but, but that wasn't any, to anything that you were saying, but go ahead. Uh, no, no, you know, I was just, just wondering about that. Uh, something else I was wondering, you know, and I think we, we're all out of the game except for Young Buck, 
how do you guys feel about dirty macking? Would you guys say that y'all dirty macked back in the day? The fuck is that? Dirty macking is when you got a homegirl, you know, a girl that's with a dude, and they're going through, you know, the trials and tribulations. And for whatever reason, because some women do this, they lean to a man and they start talking about their relationships. And dirty macking is that opportunity to slide in there, you know, while there's some turmoil with that girl and her man. So it's more so a runner-up that they lean on, right? Like, uh, they say all the time, a woman a woman knows who she's going to get into a relationship with next after she right. like the first one. Like, and they've made a lot of arguments against this where they say, I mean, would you quit a job before you get a new job? And <laughs> they, 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 to women, they really think it's the same thing. I guess we are work to them, right? Uh, but, but yeah, no, Play so around. essentially it's like, it's like right, right, have you, right. Have you been that runner-up, I guess, essentially? I have. I have. And I don't think that I've dirty knacked. Um, it all depends on who you ask or who you speak to because some people may think what I did or you know, what I did not do was dirty macking. But mm-hmm. um, essentially, like, you know, if, as they're complaining, like, as they're complaining about this person, I've never been the type to say, oh, yo, because it's man laws, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, I saw your boy, man. I know yeah. your man is cheating on you. Right, X, right, Y, right. Z. I wouldn't say anything. That's not me. I wouldn't do that. But what I would do is, uh, if you're lamenting to me about your issues, I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to turn, turn it to your ter- therapist at that point. What do you want to do? I'm going to just say, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm just going to ask you questions so you can formulate the... the That's the, why I the, the devil. <laughs> is, it considered, devil. is it considered dirty macking if it's a homeboy that's complaining? What? So I can think of a I can think of a situation that uh, a dude that I knew through one of my friends had a chick or whatever, and the chick from my from my knowledge the chick wasn't his girlfriend like that wasn't his girlfriend. He came through the crib one day with her and another girl, and so me and her was just talking and we were vibing. But he came with her with him, but that wasn't his girl, so. I'm like, oh, okay. Is this your girl? Is this not your girl? Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, um, like a couple times later, you know, he's over here complaining about how he she get on his nerves, this and that, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, we have a party. He come through with his girl. I'm talking to his girl. Like, she giving me play. He already told me what it was. <laughs> so. What, what, what did he tell you it was? She get on his nerves. <laughs> she get on his nerves. He said he don't. Okay. Give, he said he don't give a fuck. He got other ones and shit like that. Oh, so man. in my mind, I'm lying, like, man. yeah, I'm about to say know, my experience. So, let, let me tell you how it played out. So you know, I I was talking to her, but like I wasn't macking. You know what I mean? I was doing what Ike the Great said he was doing, having conversations. You know, trying to get information from her, and then like, and then like later on, he was like, yeah, man, I brought it. I brought it here for you. If you want that, you can have that. So I was like, oh, okay. Mind you, again, later again on, still. <laughs> later on, he started cock blocking heavy. Yeah, that's why I said still. Yeah, she would be at my crib. He would be outside in the car texting her, talking about I'm here, come outside. <laughs> Yo, I mean, and I guess that's a testament to 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 men don't know how to communicate, right? S- say what you mean and mean what you say. Like, don't tell yeah. don't tell your homeboy, like you know. Oh, I mean, go ahead. If you don't, I don't know that it's it's a lack of communication. I think it's more of a change of heart. So I think at the point in time, that's how he really felt. And, and you know, I think we all know this. Men are this way where it's like, 
maybe not just men, but I think I mean, we can shit on men a little bit. Um, it's really people, but the moment the person that you're interested in, so let's say the person that you're dealing with is always fawning over you, and they stop. The moment they stop, now you're checking to see, yo, what the fuck was going on? Now you're trying to reverse you're trying to reverse the table and say, oh, shit, now let me start fawning over her because you get a feeling like, yo, I'm not significant anymore and I don't like the way that fucking chick feels, so let me try to figure out how I can get that same old feeling back. So, I, mean, I think that's more so what it was. That's, that's, that's a weak motherfucker, yo. I mean, I, that, that we're, whole, we're all that weak. Whole, that whole jealousy <laughs> shit, yo, like, nah, mm-hmm. man, nah. If she, I mean, give, you know. if she giving another dude play, okay. I mean, men are territorial. Plenty of fish. But but see, you're right. Men are territorial. But the thing is, if you really are territorial, then be legit with your territory. Yeah. I know for me, like in the past, if somebody were to ever ask about somebody, I'd be like, yo, no, that's me. I really want that. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get that. Right, right. Somebody I don't care for, yo, do you. And I really mean that. And I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, I really don't care. But that's just me, though. I know that's not the world of men. I just got one question for y'all OGs. Y'all motherfuckers don't got like rules against being Eskimo bros? I don't know about you, but me, me and none of my niggas is Eskimo bros. On purpose at the very least. So I can, I can show you this. Three people on this podcast <laughs> have probably no. have probably seen the Eskimo that they was fucking at the time. <laughs> we cutting that out. If you feel me. I, no. I don't feel you. I, I'm lost. What do you mean? <laughs> no, that's yeah. not what he, he doesn't. He doesn't mean that. That's not what he I, means. What I mean is, Eskimo. so no. not necess- so so not necessarily Eskimo, but I know that A Mike and I the Great have been in situations together <laughs> with oh, their joints, sure. with their so, joints, and I know, and I know, and I know that I have. So at that point, like, who's thinking about Eskimo brothers? Because anything can go down. No, All the motherfucker got to do is call switch. Yeah, that's uh, not right. that's, that's an Eskimo brother. That's what I'm talking. So let me put it in perspective. Yeah, I, me, I, I have an Eskimo me, brother. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but but okay. So I guess the question is: Was it on purpose or was it on accident? Because I purposefully don't have any if the dude you know is done with a, a shorty that you find to be interesting, and he says, "Yeah, go ahead, smoke it. Go ahead, drink it. Go ahead, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'm pretty sure that's not the word that you. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be politically correct here. <laughs> so, I guess. I guess what I'm getting at is, generally speaking, in, with my with my group of friends, right? If we all, if somebody is fucking with somebody, even if it's like off some, you know, we don't really care about her. We're just trying to get it and move on. Nobody really touches that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, nobody's really interested. See, I mean, something might come up later on. No, but that's like, your, that's your immediate circle you're talking about. There might be yeah. people that you know from yeah. college that you know you just call oh, yeah, them hell associates. Yeah. Hell yeah, 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 that is your that could be your Eskimo brother. Oh yeah, so, I, got, I, got, I got plenty of Eskimo siblings. But so, yeah, so for me, I haven't intentionally gone after one of my boys. You know what I'm saying. And when I say intentionally, to the best of my knowledge, it hasn't happened. I'm about to say, you know accidental. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just because, uh, call it what you want, call it ego, call it me, wanting to make sure that, you know, no drama ensues. You know, because it's almost like, you know, going to business with your, with your friends. If you don't have the right level of communication together, 
shit can get really fucked up, right? So right. in my mind, it's like, I'd rather just, like, yo, there's plenty of fish in the fucking sea. Not to call women fish, but just the fact of the matter is, like, I always said it back in the days, like, it's seven billion people in the world. And out of that, I think it's about five billion that are women. Right. It's enough women in this world. I don't have to go after my mans. You know? like, one, one, thing, one thing we're not mentioning, we're not talking about is how women make this shit happen. There's some women out there who will purposely, you know, fuck your homeboy and then try to f- have sex with you later on. That does happen as well. And it's only so many times you're going to turn shorty down before, you know, you accidentally fall and end up fucking her too. Yeah, I don't know if it's purposefully or if it's just they don't abide by the same man laws that we abide by. Or, I mean, sometimes they do it out of spite, right? You know, people, spite, yeah. people do spite fuck, you know what I'm saying? But there are That's also crazy. people that, you know, it may not be intentional. Maybe it was like, yo, she was with dude, and then she saw you and, and you know, conversed Realize. with you. It was like, oh, my <laughs> God, this guy is like, yeah. But unbeknownst to her, at that point, like, for somebody like me, you're in a different echelon now. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're not, you're not, you're, 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 you're not, not, not necessarily damaged goods, but like you're spoken goods. Like you're spoken. You're untouchable. You're untouchable. You, yeah, you're untouchable. You're untouchable to me in my head. So it's like, yeah, I can't do anything for you or with you. But you know, some people, some women don't see any problem just going from person to person. In the yeah, country. I mean, everybody does it. You know, maybe. I mean, and some men don't either. You gotta look at. You gotta look at how most I think Eskimo brother situations happen, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, I I'm dating a chick, and it's like, yo, all right, let's go to let's go to Ocean City for the weekend. You bring your homegirls, I'm gonna bring my homies. So mm-hmm. we go to Ocean City, shit pop off. All right, cool. Next year, it's the same thing. You might got different homies in the situation. She mm-hmm. might got different homegirls. You know, some of the same ones. We go to Ocean City again, shit pop off. Motherfuckers is Eskimo brothers after that, <laughs> like. There was no, there was no intention behind it. There was no purpose behind it. It that's was just we, we just but having a good time, yo. and I think that's how most. If you ask me, that's how most of these situations happen. I feel, you know, not to extend this any further, but I, I genuinely feel like the three of y'all are like <laughs> giving way too much credit to falling into pussy. This shit is not does not happen as often. No, you are right. This, this is insinuating. There's like, some creeps. There's some creeps out there. You have to trip. Like, in my opinion, <laughs> motherfuckers don't fall into pussy. They trip themselves into the pussy. Like, no. That's no. probability. <laughs> <laughs> we we all know someone who has really <laughs> fallen into. <laughs> It's, it's probability, right? There's a high yeah. probability and there's a low probability <laughs> and there's a medium probability. And you play the cards you don't, know? So that's a fact. That's really what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, there, there are creeps out there that that's what they do. Like if they see that, if they see that you know, homeboy or associate smash some badass girl, niggas will get jealous. Like you know what? If he can get, her, I can get her too, and we we'll try to do that. I know niggas that have done that too. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, also grimy. people. There, there are also people that validate themselves to your point, uh, in my, um, by saying, oh, this person had her. If I can get her, that means I'm at the same echelon as that person just because they look at the person that had her as somebody that, you know, is to be, you know, compared with or to, like, something to aim for. Like, I know, I know, I know it was done with me before. Like, some chick lied about, you know, uh, sleeping with me, and because of that, dudes oh, were like, shit. Coming like t- tumbling over themselves to 
to sleep with. I was just like, why? Like that's Side note. that crazy. Side fucking note. I aspire to get to the level where bitches is lying about sleeping with me just so they can get more play from other niggas. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, it I Greg got the juice. It happens. No, I'm married. <laughs> you got the juice now. Yeah, right. Right. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's move on to the, the first topic of the day. And I think... Um, Young Buck, this was this was your topic, so I'll let you go ahead and, and take this one over from here. Sure, and I think it's a fitting transition, um, given that we're talking about women. So recently, I stumbled upon a new community of of uh, men. I've actually been labeling them anti-feminists. That, that I mean, I guess they themselves and uh, label themselves as anti-feminists, known as uh, MGTO. So M G T O W, and it essentially stands for Men Going Their Own Way. And what this is, is a group of men who are foregoing relationships and marriages to kind of focus on themselves, um, focus on building their wealth, focus on building, you know what I'm saying, their, themselves up because they, they think, I'm not going to say understand, but they think that, you know, just, just women come with too many problems and it doesn't benefit men in our current generation at the very least to date and or uh, cohabitate, cohabitate, I hope that's the word, like just live with women and like marry women and things like that. And so... You know, I was interested. I'm not going to lie. I definitely went down the rabbit hole to see where it would lead me. And one major point of contention for this group, um, a lot, like, like a lot of them kind of agreed on, is that if they did date a woman, or at one point they dated a woman, one thing that kind of pushed them over the edge was women going out for girls' night out. Apparently, these Girls men, night? Yeah, they, right? <laughs> so, what? essentially, to them... To you them no, he hasn't. <laughs> Essentially, to them, uh, girls' night out was uh, just a freebie for them to go out, flirt, uh, cheat, just like kind of uh, uh, fuck other people, and um, you know, without any repercussions of their man, right? And it, apparently, it's like this cult secret group between the women, and it's like nobody tells on nobody if they're cheating or if they're flirting with somebody, and they're like in this. In this community, men were literally giving stories of like going out and catching their wives fucking. Like one dude pulled up to the club and saw his wife fucking in a fucking uh, booth, like a, a table booth, fucking some random nigga in a table booth, and she's just looking at him like, "Is is not what you think? Is not what it looks like?" And it's, it's it was so hilarious to me because all the men in the community was like, "Bruh, she ain't shit. This is why we going our own way. She's been doing this since before y'all was married, King. Uh, stay up, dude. Are these people?" Of a certain persuasion? No, no, no. So it's, it's black men, it's white men. It's, it, it, like, it's just men in general. Okay. And I just thought okay. it was hilarious. Can I inject? <laughs> <laughs> Not in me, motherfucker. Uh, so so before, you, before you inject, I, I just want to pose this question. To the men EBS. I know, I know, I know. Before you interject, I just want to pose the question to the men of EBS and then our, our listeners. How do you feel about your significant others, your girlfriends, or just women in general going out for girls' night out, and vice versa. How do your significant others, your wives, your girlfriends feel about y'all going out for, you know, men, uh, fellas' night out? So go ahead and interject. Oh, I could. No, okay, so before I answer your question, I do want to talk about this MGTOW guys. <laughs> they sincerely sound like the textbook definition of misogynists. Yeah. And the fact that I think they really do hate women, probably due to the shit that they've gone through, mm -hmm. or because they think that it's something 
that women bring that affects them in a certain way. So you made a statement, and I don't know if it's that that's their model or their creed, but you said something about, you know, women cause too many problems. And I don't think women cause too many problems. I think it's more of a focus, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, we had this conversation a few episodes ago about focusing on yourself and having a significant other focus on themselves because that's what happens when you get into a relationship or when you deal with somebody else, you lose focus on yourself mm-hmm. and you could possibly start shifting that focus to uh, that significant other. So you let other shit go, 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 go to waste like your career, your aspirations, your, your, your uh, relationships with other people. So I think it's more so a thing where maybe these people don't know how to, uh, uh, you know, manage their time well but you know more power to them but they sound like a scary bunch of dudes like i don't i don't know what the fuck's wrong well, look, they're, like they're I, said, some fucked up shit. I went down the rabbit hole it was crazy it's crazy because these guys <laughs> are um willingly abstaining from sex no no no, 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 not, no. so don't, not, don't get it twisted not because of any religion i mean because from the way it sounds for me is they've completely written off women they don't no. want to have anything to do with them so, no. they, so, so they, they, they relationships still, right yes yes relationships and marriage okay relationships. they still like having casual sex well, they probably have sex with a lot of prostitutes then ah. that's good i mean I'm they serious. just need to learn how to manage their time a lot better but for, from for me when i when i hear this right um it, it sounds like men that are insecure and controlling at the same time. Um, and I guess due to the, the fact of history that they've had with, you know, past relationships that's brought them to this point. Um, it sounds like battered, battered men, right? But to answer, answer your question, um, and, and maybe Ike the Great or Obi-Wan can help me out, there was a, a good Jay-Z quote that said something like, I let her do her, and in turn she does me. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect, right? And mm-hmm. I think, what, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't mind if my wife or my girlfriend goes out and she has her girl time. Everybody needs that time mm-hmm. with they with their friends or their family, or whatever outside of their relationship. I think it helps the relationship grow. And even you, I, I'll say this, and I guess I'll speak for myself. Even a sense of, <laughs> I say it with hesitation, minor flirtation moment. I knew you was gonna go there. Without go without there. without crossing the line, you know what I mean. I think it's mm-hmm. it's healthy and it's okay as long as you understand your relationship and the boundaries within your relationship, you'd be surprised how much more connection you have with your partner when they come back. So I have a counter question to that, but I'm going to wait till Ike and uh, Obi-Wan answer first before I ask that. People haven't heard Obi-Wan's voice, so I, you want to go yeah, there? I mean, to me, girls' night is the same as guys' night, right? It's the opportunity to get away from your significant other, not because you want to, but just because the girls want to get together and they want to have a good time. Like, I, I truly think that most people aren't malicious in this intent, right? Absolutely. Am I going out to talk to women? No, but maybe in the environment that I am, that's going to happen. Same thing with girls' night. Are they really going out? I think women are more so less going out to see each other than to actually be in an environment where men are coming up to them, right? So, it's funny, like this, this, this group of guys are definitely privileged men that hate feminism because feminism, in a, in a sense, is taking it away from the man and being about the man and putting it on, on and being about the woman. Although they say equality, it's more women getting that equality, right? And so these privileged men aren't used to that and they don't, they don't want that, right? So that to me is a personal problem. Like girls night, I don't have a problem with it. 
Do you have fun? I can see where that has caused issues for these men because if you are in a relationship, you got a boyfriend, you got a husband, you got a fiance, you going out with your single girls, they they want to go they want to do single girls things and that's taught to dudes. And you do enough of that, maybe you're susceptible to that and you fall prey and the next thing you know you're messing around, but I think it's all innocent, it's all fun, it's all it's always reliving the game and knowing mm-hmm. that you know, like like uh, Aisha Curry said, you know, she just wants somebody to want her. <laughs> and and, and I'm all, yeah, no, no, you, you, you hit you hit a good point, uh, Obi Wan. Because I'm all for uh, girls' night out or ladies' night because you know, one, I want my peace and sanity and tranquility and just in time totally. to myself because I'm an introvert, right? But also because I know it's needed. So so for for so many years, I've sat back and I've watched. And I've conversed with people and I've seen and I've learned that sometimes and sometimes I've seen that people who are repressed, when they get that moment to go out, they act a damn fool. And that's because they haven't had a chance to continue uh, a sense of, quote unquote, normalcy of how things used to be. Like my wife, when she goes out, you know, I don't have a problem with, you know, guys buying her drinks. You know what I'm saying? And her Mm -hmm. friends have asked her, like, he's okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that because I know that there's an importance for you to feel um, desired mm-hmm. by other people. It's just mm-hmm. a feeling of desire. doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to act on it or that you're going to do something about it, but I just know that that's just a human thing. Uh, at least in my pers- uh, in my per- uh, per- from my perspective, for women. Because I think more so for men, if men are desired, men have a harder time controlling themselves because of the, and we can dive deep into this, but the way that the world works is that, you know, it's called getting lucky for a reason, right? A man gets, <laughs> gets lucky because a woman allows him to have sex. She, she makes I, that decision. Yeah, she makes that decision. So yeah. like, when, when, when a man is desired by a woman, in his mind, it's like an automatic like trigger that, oh, this, this is thing a once in a lot of life. Yeah, exactly. It's like a <laughs> once in a lifetime thing. And I, I lack impulse control, so now I have to act on it. Not me, uh, not me personally, but I'm just saying like that's how, in my mind, that some men think. So, which leads me to the conclusion that I think that if a man has a problem with a woman having guys, uh, girls night out, or vice versa, a woman having a problem with a guy having guys night out, it's probably because of one stories that they've heard as to what goes down during these events, or two um, projection based on what they're doing when they have guys night out or when they have girls night out and they're projecting. But if you keep somebody trapped in the closet for a very long time, mm-hmm. they're going to either bust out or die in that closet. And if they bust out or if they get a moment of like daylight, they turn into wilding and you don't want that. You want, yeah, they... you want this shit to be like stable and like just even, even killing to the point that it's just status quo. Like, yeah, they turn into, such and such, you know what I'm saying? When they when they so, stuck in the house for so long, so I feel that, and I feel y'all answers. And just for I just want I guess our listeners to understand that I I 100% agree with y'all, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to assume the role of the devil's advocate and say the mantis is bullshit. So <laughs> I want to I, so ideally I want to go back to something that um a Mike said about, uh, I guess, women wanting, women wanting to be desired and to feel that chase, right? So for me, the question is, when, do you, when is the cutoff line, right? Because 
because consistently speaking, you, you, your wife or your, your significant other can go out, you know, have their girls night. Let's say they're even doing it once a month, right? If they're doing consistently once a month, going, going out with their, their, their married homegirls, their single homegirls with the, the, the implicit intent of getting chased just so they can feel that thrill, when does it end? In the sense that they're going to keep going out and they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, not, I'm no longer getting fulfilled by just niggas buying me drinks. Now he got to buy me a drink and talk to me. Now he got to buy me a drink and, and dance with me. Now he got to buy me a drink, dance with me, and, and try, to, try to get me to come home with him. When does it end? And, I mean, it, it, just, it feels like the, there's a possibility each time for there to be more. Nigga, there's, there's a possibility so, that you're going to get hit by a car on your way to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I just, I think that's an extreme situation that you're talking about. And honestly, I feel I do. To, Bro, for, there's a there's a possibility that she's smashing the coworker in the car in the parking exactly. garage in the bathroom. You just never know. I think for me, sorry to cut you off, not to cut, cut you, cut you cut off. off. <laughs> 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 but to cut you off, I think it's a scenario where it's like it's trust, right? Mm -hmm. it, has to, it has to come down to trust because if you don't have that trust, then then it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Like because to use the drink example, I have to say something. I trust my wife is not going to let that go any further. I mean, from what I know mm. about her, from what she's told me in the past, um, she typically doesn't like having conversations in clubs or when she's out and about or after they buy her drinks. Like, she tries to... She creates Yeah, she creates boundaries. She creates boundaries and, and expectations where she's like, you know, one, in this current situation, I'm married, so... You see that ring, just so you know that. And my ego is not, it's, it's not even hurt to the point that I feel like I'm worried about, oh, that nigga probably thought he could have had you if if you weren't married. He's married. Okay, maybe. But that shit ain't nothing to do with so me. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So so that's that, that's just what it is for me. So question, question then. Do you let your significant, well, I guess not let, are you okay with your significant other having the girls not out if she's treated before? If she's what? If there's ever been a um, a case of infidelity in the in the relationship in the marriage, are you still okay with girls not out? I think that's a tough question to a uh, answer because we've never been in that position. I think Fair for, enough. Fair for, for some people here, and I don't know that once an infidelity happened, that might be done. So there's no even point of answering that question. Well, I can answer that as somebody who's been cheated on. I can answer that. Um. So I'm. But you haven't been married. That's okay. Fair enough. Are you, are you, so, are you talking about marriage, or you're just talking about relationship? Relationship. So both, right? Yeah. So I, I, for for the OGs, y'all clearly all are married. But I mean, for our I, listeners I, who might not be married. Yeah, I think you have to rebuild that trust. It takes some time, and, and I would expect that your partner will understand that and be delicate in trying to jump back out and, and, and maintain some type of routine that they had prior to the mishap. You understand? Like, yeah. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I fucked this nigga, and then a month later, I'm going out with, you know, girls like, nah, I bet <laughs> you can be in the house. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 reason why, the reason why I um, wanted to differentiate between relationship and marriage is that for me, at least for me, with um, you know, with relationships, I know that, bro, you cheat, I'm done, I'm out. Mm. We have nothing, uh, you know, joining us. No vows, no kids, none of that. You know what I'm saying? No marriage, none of that. But I feel like in a marriage, I'm not going to react as hastily as I would in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be a stop and think and weigh yeah. my options out. 
and it's going to be weighed out from the perspective of oh, what's going to happen to the kids or what 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 am I how am I going to feel about this quote unquote stain on my image or mm. what will people think? Like, I'm going to go through a gamut of thoughts and just weigh yeah. out my options to determine that. But I I feel like I know myself and even if I do stay with that person, I'm not going to be the same. Like, by the time it's all said and done, you're going to hate me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, after the fact, because what's good for the goose is good for the gander, and I'm going to start. I'm well, at that point, yeah, I mean, it's a whole other conversation, but it's a whole other conversation. You might as well just so, leave, nigga. You just pretty much exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> for me, it goes, it, it comes down to trust. Like, if I trust you, go ahead. If I don't trust you, that relationship didn't even continue after that. And I don't think people should put yeah. themselves in relationships where they don't. If 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 you honestly, for real, if you if you sit like, and then forget other cheats on you today, and you decide to stay, and tomorrow they want to go out, you got to let them go. Because at that point, you're saying, I trust you. If you don't trust them, you should have been true. like, I well, need some time, yo. I need well, some time to figure this out. Yeah. I feel like, well, see, that, that right there, right? Maybe they're still processing, right? If they want to go out tomorrow, it's like, I'm still processing. I want to I wanna make things work. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, damn, you just cheated on me two weeks ago. You want to go out? Again today, like, yeah. I haven't processed fully. That, that's some fucked up shit. If you cheat on your nigga, you cheat on your girl, and then you turn around and be like, "All right, babe, I'm going out." Two weeks just, later, you ain't shit, motherfucker. Yeah, you just don't give a fuck. Well, that's, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I think people who are are not, you know, everybody has a line, and like the game limbo. How low can you go? I mean, <laughs> forever for me is is how low can I go? I, I know my line, and I know when I cross that line, ain't no coming back. But I want to get as close to that line as I possibly can. But that's just because I'm a masochist, and I like playing. I like playing the game that way. Yeah, not everybody that likes. Get it from? Okay, not, let me tell you something. Not everybody y'all, likes playing the game that way. Y'all gotta stop claiming this bullshit that y'all, whatever y'all. What, would y'all, oh, yeah. would you just say you was masochist? I mean, no. I know I am. I know None I of y'all am. niggas are that. At all. Oh, I, 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 I never claimed to be a masochist. Oh, I know I am. I've been accused of being a stoic, but not a masochist. No, oh, I you're think, 100% I think, stoic. I think masochist <laughs> is, uh, yeah. is, uh, no, I'm a masochist, and I know, but as I said, yeah, I'm going to play that line. I'm going to play that line as close to the line as I can, man. So that's just how I like to play it. So, so young buck, did we did we answer your questions? As OGs? Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. No, no, one hundred percent, y'all did, and it's 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 an interesting perspective, and I'd love to hear from the listeners. You know what I'm saying? To see yeah, maybe maybe we'll on. pose this as a question. Um, yeah, you know, right before the pod comes out. But I I think um, you know we've dealt with that conversation enough, and let's let's move on to some music. Uh, Ike the Great, you you had a topic here. Wale uh, song "Sue Me," which I thought was a dope song when the uh, you know the album came out. Um, yeah, absolutely. So if if you all are not aware of Wale and the song "Sue Me," this is based on an album that came out a while back. This is very rare for somebody to release an album like maybe two three years ago and then put out a video mm-hmm. two three years later. Not but for He's an artist. He's an artist. He's sensitive about his shit. Yeah, he's sensitive in general. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so essentially, what happened is while they released a video uh, for a song that I believe was on the album about nothing. No, no, it was Blue Moons. It was on Blue Moon. Okay, uh, called Sue Me. 
Uh, and the name, and that song is based on like the chorus and the whole concept of that. That song is uh, the chorus says, "Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black." Pretty much that's a that, fact. You know, I, I'm going 100% in on my blackness, and because of all the fuck shit that's going on in the world, or at least in America, to black people in America, I have to root for my own because nobody else is essentially right. So he releases this video that is that kind of creates this. Uh, I guess dystopia, if you if you will, of you know a life in America where it 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 uh, it, it shows a, a white person, but a white person lives in the projects in New York, right? Uh, kitchen hallways, all that goodness, and you know as they're leaving out their projects, they're running into D boys on the block. D boys are white people. Um, they're seeing. Uh, they're using toothpaste, for example, Crest, and it's black people on the toothpaste with like Colgate's mouths. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere they mm. go, everywhere that person goes, you know, the stuff that is usually attributed to black people in America, it's white people doing it. And the stuff that's usually attributed to white people in America, it's black people doing it. So like in New York, when you're in like the subway, you see people with suits just like beelining for like their train. Uh, it's usually white people, but in this video it's black people and you know the white people were the ones on the block um what else did i see that was in there uh, the start you want to talk about the starbucks more oh, starbucks yeah. right more he, bucks. He, hit, he hit on he hit on the starbucks like as as you as you were going on through like the video certain things certain what he called easter eggs um because he had an interview on msnbc about this uh but certain easter eggs were were, were shown like for example mayor blackberg to you know, be more so like Mayor Bloomberg, right? Um, stop and frisk was shown, but it was white people being stopped and frisk and mm-hmm. black people being for it. Uh, he went to a Starbucks, which was called a Morbucks, uh, and you guys should really watch this video, but it was called a Morbucks where you know the white guy from the hood was trying to order from a black barista, but the barista wasn't really paying attention to him because he was focusing on the white people that were sitting down and hadn't ordered anything, and he pretty much called the cops on them to, to get them out of here. Again, these are all scenarios and situations that happened with uh, yeah, black people a, in America. A, a race reversal. A race reversal. And, you know, when he was on MSNBC, he said that, you know, that the reason why he created this video and after creating this video and showing some of his white friends, they were like, wow, like it never really hit me. Again, it goes back to white privilege, right? I'm white, um, things are a certain way and I just know to be that way. So I haven't really thought about how things could be for other people that are not like me and now seeing what it could be like with somebody else being depicted in that scenario makes me think and you know, Call it what you want. I don't really blame them because, again, I'm not from the hood. But when I watched The Wire, I felt like a white person. Like, oh, shit, I did not know people were going through that shit, right? So the whole concept, the whole premise of this whole, you know, topic is, did you guys watch the video? And, you know, what did you all think about it? First, before I answer that question, did you finish The Wire? <laughs> I, did, I did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, awesome, awesome. A long time ago, yeah. So, so I watched the video and I thought the video was was really dope. And and I think Wale is an artist, and when he's, you know, when he's trying to portray a message, I think he does a good job of doing that. And, and with this video, it just reminded me of an argument, a statement that I say all the time. And you know, living in St. Louis, I got to understand that white people, and I guess this is white privilege, they live in their own world. 
So there's a they don't have sympathy or empathy for black people because they just don't understand. And um, I agree. You mentioned that while they showed us to some white people and they're like, wow, I didn't know. No, I get it. I'm pretty sure they don't fucking get it still because until you go through it, you'll never really understand. And, and that's kind of my point with, with white people. Like, there's white people who are not outright racist, but be like, you know, I, I know you guys don't like to be called nigger, but, you know, you guys put it in songs and what's the big deal if we say they just don't understand because they are not surrounded by these type of things. So I think it's, it's good for an artist to try to, to, to symbolize that in a video. But unfortunately, in, in reality, it's still not going to hit home for people. They're just not going to understand. And um, for me as a black man, a black person in, this, in, in the United States of America, I appreciate the fact that, you know, Wale tried to use his art to, to portray that. Let me ask you a question before I answer. What was the most powerful image for y'all in that video? Uh, for me, <laughs> was was the white boy waking up in a high-rise project, right? Okay. I was sleeping on a mattress and then walking to go see his dad in jail. Okay. Ike? Uh, it, was, it was so many. Um, I can't really remember because I saw it a while back, but well, a while back being like maybe like a few days ago. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for me, I would probably say um, more so like the, 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 the billboards that were depicted saying stuff like stop white on white violence mm-hmm. in addition to yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. It, like, it looks crazy <laughs> it looks crazy yeah it looks it, crazy. It, the video was genius yeah. it was so, dope yeah, it, was. The, the, it was a first of all a dope video great song I, i'm pretty sure i've heard it but i forgot about mm-hmm. it it's beautiful beautiful and i love what he was talking about and i think yeah. the reason why he dropped it is because it relates to what's going on today absolutely the it's most it's, all, it's, it's timeless yes the That's most powerful fact. image for me was at the end where you mm. had the black man who was in jail who had the mask on who was talking about what was going on in jail yeah. um and about how you know they're supposed to be letting people out but they're not gonna let they not letting him out, even though he he ain't got no um nonviolent offenses, right? All this other stuff. They're not letting not him out. Sex offender. Right? Yep. And the reason why that was most powerful to me is because I saw myself in another black man. Because as a black man, I can only relate to another black man, right? So yeah. I'm watching this, I'm watching the video, and everything that I'm seeing, I'm like, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. It's powerful, but I've seen it before, and I've seen it with blackface, right? Yep, so I've yep, seen it yep, yep. with black people. So to me, I think I think it, it is I think it's gonna be tone deaf for white people because Absolutely. I, think, I think they know the truth. They're not living that life. They're not experiencing that life. But for me, seeing that black man in jail talking about how he can't get out—that's real. Like, that was real to me because that's actually what's happening. And to me, that was the most powerful thing about it because that's what's really happening. And I felt like the rest of it was like it was a facade. It didn't really happen. White people didn't go through this. White people aren't going through this. Or a majority of them are not going through this, and a majority of them have not. And I think I think what he did was maybe he figured it out. Maybe he said, he said his white friends saw it, and they was like, they didn't know. But to me, I find that bullshit because yeah. here we are on the reverse. We are now the white people 
looking at them going through it as black people, and we don't feel anything. We only feel it because we know black people went through it. We know black people going through and they experienced it. So for me, it, it didn't hit like, damn, look at these white people. It hit like, damn, look at these black people because we know the truth. And I think when white people see it, they don't know that truth. They're still not going to get it. It's still a great video, still a powerful video um, so, in what it's portraying. Yeah. It's just for me, it's still, I think it's still, it's over the heads. So just to, I guess, to to go back to your point about uh, a powerful scene, for me, because uh, I watched this video three times, the, the most powerful scene for me was the Starbucks scene. And it wasn't really because it was it was a complete reversal on you know the actual two black men who were uh, kicked out of a Starbucks or whatever, but it was just to see. I think the black people in the video portrayed the the level of embarrassment necessary for us to understand because it was like like uh, I just remember in the video a, a black woman looking at these two the three white men that were getting kicked out looking at like look at these these thugs in here and she was just looking like how dare they come in here and try to commingle with us you know what i'm saying and, and like you could just see it written on her face and for me it was like oh my god that's that i feel like that's just, that's exactly what happened in reverse you know what i'm saying and just like thinking of how embarrassed that would be if i'm just chilling in, in a starbucks with my boys and i get kicked out for no fucking reason uh, the, the video was amazing and I, I feel like it hit home it delivered not only to the contents of the, the, the lyrics, but just the overarching issue in our society that, that you know, like I said, like Obi-Wan said, it, it goes over a lot of people's heads and it's unfortunate. And just to clarify something, it's from his 2019 album, Wow, That's Crazy. That's what I thought. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. You know, I, I, I listened to the album. Me it too. was so long ago. It's the first track on the album. I said that was his best album. That yeah, album was released, his best album. It was released October 11, 2019, so it was not that long not away that from the release for the video to come out, but I just felt like you I know, do the way remember music goes nowadays, the way music goes nowadays, it just seems like so long ago that this happened, yeah. especially if a year before that he dropped like two to three EPs that were pretty much fire too. So. Yeah. And, 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 you know, watching the video, what it, what it brings to me, it makes me understand that um, a, a lot of these issues that us black people go through is because we don't have a lot of representation in high places to to change the laws. We talk about the judicial system and, and you know things of that nature. And one thing that was in the video was a son talking to his father, who was in jail, and telling him like, "Listen, they're trying to put laws in place for you know people who people like are, yeah that are older in jail to try to." get out early and, and i bring that point up because right now we we are going through something where we have a president um that a lot of people feel are not representing america at the very least at the very least and, and you know furthermore not representing black people and there's an election that's going to happen at the end of this year and so unfortunately we have two candidates that are both white and i think there's a lot of black people that are far left that are asking themselves you know we've given so much to the democratic democratic party you know what have they given us how have they shown um how have they shown us that they appreciate what we give them and so you know there's a lot of hesitation with the democratic nominee to be which is joe biden and joe biden recently was on mm -hmm. the breakfast club you know some people will say that he was he's been running from charlamagne for a while or not but he was finally on there and you know 
he brought up, they had a lot of discussions about a bill that he was part of in, in 90, 94, 95. 94, 93. You know? No, I think it was 94. Yeah. 94 crime bill is what's called. Yep, yep, the 94 crime bill. You know, they brought that out, which is a big issue with uh, a lot of people in the black community because that, that crime bill put a, sent a lot of black people to jail. And, um, you know, J- Joe Biden talks about that. Not only that, Joe Biden discusses um, how he has, for the entirety of his resume, his career, has gotten a lot of support f- from black people. But I feel like, people like Charlemagne and other people, the question is, is that enough? How are you going to show us that you represent black people? And now at this point, black people are demanding that Joe Biden, you know, put somebody of our same color in a high place to represent us. And um, Obi-Wan, this this was your topic, and I'll let you take the lead from here. But I guess the first question is, should, should we choose a VP that is black, a potential VP that is black, on so, so before we get to the VP, yeah. I, I do want to back up to the actual uh, um, Breakfast Club interview with uh, Charlemagne okay. the God and, and Joe Biden, um, because I didn't initially listen to it, but I saw the initial backlash that uh, Joe Biden received um, due to comments he made him one him defending the crime bill and then two comments that he made towards the end that he initially said was in jest. Um, so those comments basically said, if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. Or if he you vote for if, Trump, if, if you vote for Trump, if, you ain't black. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right? That's pretty much what he said. And um, and those are comments were the ones that stole the show. And it's unfortunate that very, one very, comment very. steals the whole show. Right? I listened to the whole eight minute, um, eight minute, eighteen minute. Sorry, eighteen minute interview. And one thing I can say is Joe is sound in mind. I think we talked about how he. Somebody said he sounded like Trump. Absolutely yeah. not. What? In this in this in this he's he's better this, than Trump. It's just in, the delivery that he in this Trump. interview. Oh, in this okay. interview, abs- <laughs> absolutely not. He talked about his he talked about his record on mm-hmm. on on that's in the black community, and and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he 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 did he did a politician's job. Right? Mm-hmm. It was this wasn't a bad interview. He made a bad mm-hmm. comment at the end, which I disagree with. As a as a white man, you can't speak for black. Too comfortable. People, he was right? too comfortable. Absolutely, yeah. as a white man, you can't, you can't speak. For, you can't speak yeah. for life. But that—that that to me is—is—is is, is a, a I for me for me is a little is a little issue, right? The crime bill. The crime bill is another issue for me, which is a, a little. We're 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 upset at one person. We're mm-hmm. upset at three people, four people, people. When, when in actuality, we need to be upset at the government, the government's role in this, right? That we need to be upset at our, at our, um, our police officers' role in this and things like that. People that are meant to protect us, not just, not just one person who, who like, come on, for the bill. we've, we've all, we've all in business in our jobs have pushed something towards other people that we may not 100% agreed with, but because it was coming from up above down. We supported that shit, mm-hmm. and we said this is what it's gonna be. We just did it, yeah. So we did it. We did it because we had to do it. But, but to go back to you know Charlemagne's God, God, he has a good question. You know, what, what as black people do we want? And I think that we as individuals need to think about that because mm-hmm. it's not about. I don't honestly. It's not about us collectively, right? There is a collective agenda that we have, and that's us fighting against these social injustices that are happening. But what is we individually do we want from a Democratic candidate or Republican candidate? I have never freely given my vote to a Democrat. So, but, 
Uh, as somebody that doesn't vote, I would like to start, right? I don't vote, <laughs> and I'm the least political one, right? I think it's very funny <laughs> that now people are waking up and seeing the bullshit that's going on. Uh-huh. Because for the longest, and A.M.I. Boogie knows this, it was always just vote, just vote, just vote. It was almost fucking robotic. Just vote. Rock the vote. Go out there and vote. People died for you to vote, so you should vote. And I was always about, I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. If you're only going to give me two options and they're bullshit, why should I vote for an option that's less shit than the other one? I am not comfortable with that because in my mind, it's you know uh, contributing to whatever downward spiral is going to happen after the fact. And I think now it's, it's, it's very funny that now people are now putting a little bit more value on their vote. Yeah, they've just been voting, just been voting. And it hasn't gotten them shit, at least the people that are responding this way, right? So now people want to know, what are these politicians' black agenda? Like, I'm going to vote for you. If you want me to vote for you, what the fuck are you going to do for me? Like, I've been doing for you for a long time, the Democratic Party. I've been doing for you, and I feel like you haven't given a shit about me. And... You know, I don't want to use this person as an example, but she had a good idea initially, but she's become such a such a, a, a pawn, a chess piece in this whole situation that I kind of can't really listen to. And that's Candace Owens, right? Candace Owens started the, the what was it, Blexit, uh, which is Black Exit from Democrats and saying that you don't have to vote Democrat. They have you think you have to vote Democrat, but Democrats don't give a fuck about you. She didn't stop there, and she took it a little further and, you know, pretty much shitting on black people, which is why I don't really fuck with her. But it's like, yes, it's about time that people wake up and pay attention and see that all, all that's happening is that they're being utilized um, in this political game. And, you know, you all, I don't believe, listen to um, Charlemagne's podcast, uh, Brilliant Idiots, but I do. And he's been talking about this for a while. Yeah, and yeah. so the, the, he and Angela Ryan and the conversation is starting to shift from, you know, just getting Trump out of office to, you know, we're going to show these Democrats a thing or two about who the fuck we are. We are going to show you what our value truly is because mm-hmm. in the 2016 one, y'all didn't give a fuck about us. Y'all lost. There and me, this time around, you're not gonna... a problem as well. Yeah, yo. No, like, no, that's no, up, people, yeah. No it's not the time to be doing that, yo. No it's not one, the fucking time no, to be doing not that. Not even that. No <laughs> one candidate is going to give you everything you're looking for. I, I understand that, but but something I want to bring up um, I, about... Um, I understand. So some, something I want to bring up about this interview, because I watched the entire interview that I feel like nobody on the internet is talking about. Like, like people are saying how cavalier Joe Biden in, was in the... Uh, in the um, interview, but nobody's talking about how this motherfucker wasn't saying shit. Like in this interview, he's literally like just no, he's literally just talking about oh, I've done this, I've done that. Come yeah. on, man, what you see my it? resume? Who gives a fuck? Well, here's so young Buck, young Buck. Here's why. Here's why he did that because Charlemagne the God has been known for shitting on him about what he's, he's done. done. So, yeah. cool. he, he, cool. went, he went. He went on there. Also, 
He so, went on there to defend that, not necessarily I, I to push that. what he's going to do, but to defend what he's done and but what I he stands that. for. I get that, but but I'm very disappointed in Joe Biden for is that the fact that Charlemagne several times brought up, yo, at the end of the day, black people are looking for what you are going to do for us, and he def- he, he 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 just talked bullshit around it. And then when Charlemagne brought up the '94 crime bill, instead of owning up to it like Hillary Clinton did, and everybody here knows I am I am an avid Hillary Clinton hater. Motherfucker deflected. No, he explained. No, no, no. He deflected. He said, That's not on us. That was on so and so before us. We just pushed it. No, motherfucker, you played a hand in it. I don't, Everybody I don't, here knows you played a hand in it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. That's a difference of opinion. Yes, he played a hand in it, but he doesn't believe that why he said that crime bill was a good thing is the reason why it resulted in what it resulted. That's, so, not what I, that's not what I'm getting at. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at, so I, I equate it, I equate it to people in Hitler's regime, like people, in, like SS soldiers, right? They were still SS soldiers. They still killed Jews, even if they didn't that's, believe in it. It's different. It. It's that's the different. same shit. It's if different. still perpetuated the cycle. It's you different. You're guilt in it. It's different. He why? didn't, because once again, right? If you voted for it, you perpetuated. I don't, I don't think that's, he, no, you I can't, think, you can't simply, you can't simply say that because why? you didn't vote. So you perpetuated Trump cycle. How about that? I don't, I don't think, but that's, but that's, but that's not, that's not, that's not 100% accurate. Why? Because a bill is not about one person. Yeah. It's not about I don't, one I don't person. Think we, if he was, totally understand the entirety of He said he was against it. If he was against it, but others were for it and he was just, and, and there were parts, and there were parts of that bill that he wanted to get passed. Yeah, so you, you had to be like, okay, oh, so, you got so to get in when you fit in. So, so what you're saying is our next president is easily persuaded by the majority. No, okay. no, this so, is what I'm saying. This no, is what, I, this is what I, I'm going to say. Uh, the, the reason why, the reason why, the reason why, the reason why people voted for Trump was not because they liked Trump. It's because they liked who he was going to put in certain positions that were for what they wanted. So it's not that Trump was a puppet. It's not that people are puppets to Trump. It's that he was going to put in judges that they wanted. He was going to put lawmakers that were going to oppose uh, abortion, right? That was going to oppose um, Obama's Ob- Obamacare. Okay, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not about it's not about Trump and it's not just about Joe Biden. It's not just about his policy. It's about who he's going to put in place to push the agenda that we all as black people are looking for. We keep Maybe putting, putting on, we too keep... much faith in this white man who is going to no, do exactly. So is, exactly. So, my question to so, you, so, young bucks, so, what is the, the alternative? Problem. What is the alternative at that's, this well, point? So, so you, well, you, know what, that's a, you know what, that's a bullshit question. And it's funny that it's coming from you because you're the same one that always talks about um, not, there not being other alternatives. That's a bullshit question for the simple fact that just because just because we only have two choices does not mean right. we have to vote for it. Like that's right. bullshit. So, and so, I was gonna say, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, because I was because I, I was I was gonna take bullshit. it back to what Mike was saying that this isn't the right time, right? So when is the right time? Because it ain't it, it, it ain't when, been hold on hold on hold on it ain't been the right time for the last however many years. So when is it going to be when when is it going to be the right time, Mike? So I can, I can explain that to you. I, I think the right time is when it's not a presidential election as far as uh, understanding the local government can dictate a lot of the issues that the black people have in their community and, and so on and so on. Right now, what we're talking about is, is the capability of what a president has. And so, so fine, you guys are, are not cool with Joe Biden, but are you cool with, with Donald Trump? 
And if you're not cool with either one, then you're not black. That's what you sound like right no. now. <laughs> Let me finish my statement. If you're not okay, cool with either ahead. one, and, and then John, Donald Trump stays in office, are you okay with that? Un unfortunately, <laughs> oh, so you are. And that's I mean, no, 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 like, no, no, I'm not I, okay I, with that. Young Buck is not. So, 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 you know, I'm, I, I agree with you guys in the sense that as black people, we should require more of our vote because our vote is important. But unfortunately, today, you know, in 2020, we have two options and we need to make a decision on what we're going to do. And if you, I, feel like, if you feel like Donald Trump is going to get you closest to your decision, then fine. Either vote for Donald Trump or don't vote. But if you feel like Biden is going to get you the closest to your decision, then that's cool. What if none of them are going to get you closest to your decision? An you, vote, you, you voting on the slave master versus the overseer. I have, I have, it, I have, it, I have, it, I have an answer for that. What? I have an answer what? to that. For, for, one, for one, people are mad at a candidate when a candidate... It's not a candidate. It's just one person. Party that okay, mad. so yeah. here's the other thing. Here's the, listen, listen, right? So House of Rep Representatives have an election every two years. Yeah. The Senate has an election every six years, right? Exactly. And then a general election is every four years. All of these, guess what? Happen to fall at the same time. So when you choose not to vote, you're choosing not to vote for your senator. No, you're choosing, no, no, no. listen, listen, listen. You're choosing yeah. not to vote for your House of Representatives. You're choosing not to vote for your judge. You're choosing not to vote for your law enforcement office. You're choosing not to vote for local government. It's not just about this candidate for right. president, right? Which that does matter and it matters significantly because they are the face of America and what they put forth is basically how people view America. Right. But there are so many other parts of that that you're missing when one, the, you don't vote or... The beef, the beef is with the parties. Not you, you, You're making it seem as, as though the okay. beef is with the candidates. It's with but the one, thing, one thing I want to so, add, one thing I want to add. Bernie Sanders, that, he's an independent running as a Democrat. Trump, okay is a Tea Partier running as a Republican. It's not just the parties, it's the people. Yeah, like, come on, it's, it's us, it's the voters. It's the I, voters, we've accepted so, that. So I agree, I agree, and this is my whole, my whole issue with representative democracy. If we're gonna vote, we might as well just vote directly, but what, what the fuck ever. We I do, except no, for the general election. Got, which is bullshit, because if we're gonna vote directly, we might as well vote directly for everything. We do, bullshit. except for presidents. Which, again, is, it's bullshit. <laughs> what, I am, what I am getting at right now, though, is if we're talking about things like police change, we don't vote for that. At the very, at the very closest, we vote for sheriffs. We don't fucking do anything. However, when it comes to police chiefs, when it comes to maybe commissioners, no, we don't even fucking vote for commissioners. All we do is vote for the, the governors who will, who will put them in place. But just because we're, vo we're voting for Joe Biden, like, like because the consensus is that everybody's going to, all the, the Democrats are going to vote for Joe Biden. That does not mean he has your belief, right? So at the end of the day, I am a black man first before anything, before a gun owner, before any of that bullshit. So I'm going to vote Democrat, right? But I also understand that Joe Biden does not share my views when it comes to firearms. And I don't really think he shares my views when it comes to police brutality and when it comes to police uh, reform, right? So he might say police need reform, but how he goes about that versus how I think he should go about that versus how the black community thinks he should go about that are two very different things. And I think, and I think personally, it is dangerous to say that just because he is a Democrat who is closest to what we think, we should vote for him. Because the last time that shit happened, motherfuckers voted for Hitler. Those are, uh, no, but look, no. that's, 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 that's propaganda. Like nobody, wow. first of all, because first of all, you go to work and you do a job that you may not agree with because your boss told you to do that. 
So anyone who says my job. this, anyone who says that they don't want to vote for somebody just because of X Y Z is fucking lying. Because you, you do it at work. Is. You do it at work. You do it at work. You do it at work every single day. Is. Like I used to think that's not what voting were, is. I used to think one, one. I used to think one issue voters were so stupid because it's, it's like, bro, why are you doing but that? But not no, not I voting. Understand. Educate not, yourself, you know? not, not, not voting. Not voting hurts us more than to vote. So I, I so it does. Buck, Buck, I, so I me definitely not voting versus me voting for Trump, which hurts you more. So you not voting either way, versus if, what? Yeah, either way versus so, me so, voting for Trump, which hurts the way you more. the way I look at it right now, e- either you vote for Trump or you don't vote for Trump, and still a vote for Trump. You, no, you feel me at this very point. For uh, Demi- you for you sound like Joe Biden. But that's true. It is what it is. Yeah, you yeah. have you have yeah. to understand. You have but, to understand. Republicans not, vote for their nominee, whether they like him or not. So if know, that person is the worst. That is true. I like this too. I like this to this. Right? There's some men out there and some women out there who are waiting for the perfect person. Okay, that, 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 yeah, that, that shit exists. doesn't <laughs> exist. So, so, so here we are presented with two candidates, right, from two different parties that are the most popular parties. Yeah? And, and we're not going to agree with everything on both sides. But for you as a black man, right, and, and some of the things that you want, who is the closest person to putting those things in place? Who, Don't ask who, me that. Don't who, ask me that. No, no, who's going to put the right judges in place that will consider, you know, you know, actually thinking about the case when that shit has been appealed and it's gone to the highest court. It's going to be a Democrat. Who is the person? What no. the well, well, see, 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 the problem is, the problem is, it's supposed to be that. But history proves that it hasn't. And that's the beef that black people have with the, the Democratic Party is that you're using us to get into office, but then you're and not listening to us. us. You're not doing the shit that we're asking you to do. Like and the time is up. Like if y'all don't so, really so think, the the I time is up. But but it's just crazy. The timing is crazy. But even no, Obama ain't do that shit, bro. The, the timing is crazy to me. You guys, you guys are so fed up at the point. Yo, the, 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 the timing is crazy. But we we do this shit every voting cycle. But the timing is crazy. But literally, we do this shit every voting cycle. We did it right. for Obama one. We did it for Obama two. We're doing it for it's, Trump it's, one. Did it for Trump two. We didn't we didn't do it for power and showing that yo y'all really think that. We just gonna show up like a bunch of dummies every time. I Please. watch this. So, so the other thing that's important, and Obi Wan touched on this, right, is the fact that we have the House representatives and you have your your Senate, right? And and during the Obama administration second term, we lost that battle to the Republicans. And local government. Yeah, and and so w- when when Obama was trying to put a lot of things in place, because you know they consider your second term a term where you're not running, so you're gonna practically do whatever you want to do. I hate to break it to you. Um, Sorry, no, no, I'm just you. saying all those bills that Obama was trying to do and get passed. Got, got overturned because of the people that ran the Senate and the House. And, and right now we have an opportunity not only to put a Democratic president in office, but to take over the Senate and the House. But and so, so why are so they saying this? No, no, no. But 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 A Mike brings up a very important and unique issue with with um um uh, what is it? Not direct democracy, but whatever the fuck we're doing now, right? He brings up a very unique college. Yes, and th- that issue is that your senator does not have to vote the the way the majority of your state yeah. is, which is bullshit. So I take California, right? Because the majority of California did not vote for the major gun reform that came that just came at the beginning of 2019. But because he was a Democrat, he thought he owed it to the, the Democratic Party to vote 
that way. However, that was not what the majority of his state wanted. And that is my issue. So it doesn't matter. the people that put him in office. No, that's bullshit. You know what my issue is? You know what my issue is? My issue is black people ain't have ain't never have shit, and they ain't never satisfied at the same damn time. Not, yeah, black people are not. No, that's, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. It's not. It's not, it's not bullshit. Cause, cause and, you're, and the you're reason not, you're asking, and, us, and to, you're asking the, us who are naked to be okay with just getting no. Socks. Here's here's what what I'm trying to say is that not every person that you vote for is going to be about every single thing that you're about, right? And so honestly, when, when, and, and so I, and, and for my thing is, if you have these two candidates and that's all we have, and there's a list of 10 things that they're about, one is about, one is only about two things that you're, you want, and one is only about one thing that you want. In my opinion, that is better than getting nothing that you want. <laughs> it's it's yeah. common sense, yo. Yeah, it's common fuck. fucking sense, yo. <laughs> That's just my opinion. But the problem is, but the other part of that, and what we saw in the last uh, House um, Congress election during 2018 was that a lot of states voted for somebody that represented them more. And we have seen that shift and we have seen that change with all the women that got elected with all the mm -hmm. minorities that got elected in these states, they were because they represented their constituents. And actually, Trump represents a his great majority of his constituents very well. And the well, ones that he doesn't represent well, right, like that he's putting people in place that support his policies. As black, people, as black people, we need to educate ourselves a little bit yeah. more when it comes to voting. But all right, let's kind of let's, let's move on from the whole Joe Biden and let's let's go into one last um, thing. Black people, you need to vote. But whatever. Let's, so let's go into uh, what potential VP pick. His potential VP pick. Do we think? I I think that hands down for all the black people out here making a fuss that his VP pick has to be black. One hundred percent. Otherwise, not, otherwise, not only, Democratic Party will lose. Not only for not only just for black people, but because um, Joe Biden by himself is truly not a strong enough candidate. He needs, and, and I think I think I might have said this at some point, he might die in office. Like, no, you need to have... Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? No, you need to... He's old. You need to have... You need to... And, and he's not going to give you everything you want. You need to have somebody else that's going to supplement that. That's why it's not... That's why... No, that's why it's not just about the... The president candidate, but it's also about that VP pick. So, so hold on. They might just agree, and I don't want to drag this on any further. That it absolutely has to be a black I, I, at this point. So, so you, so you get it. So you get it. No, I, I, that's not you, what it you is. You get it. No, because no, that's I, part of the demands. I think it's that's two different things. But I, I no, think it's two it's different not. things. I, I, I think, think it's, it's the idea of voting. Yes, is the idea of voting, and then it's the idea is. Do do the people we're voting for stand for the things that we want? I think it's two different things. Yeah, what I'm but saying at, is, but at the very least, you're going to be giving them what they want. What I'm want. saying, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> I, I'll use a Barack Obama as an example. People were disappointed with Barack Obama because he know. he like Jay Z didn't do enough for black people. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> like like Obi Wan said, your black people are not going to ever be satisfied. But two, right, based on what has happened with Joe Biden. I yeah. understand in order for us to win as Democrats, which I don't fully agree with everything they, they do, we need to put a black person in place. That doesn't mean 
That, so, so you know, so you agree that they do need the black votes? No, I agree that too many people don't have their own opinions and they listen to people like Charlemagne the God. They listen well, that's to people every, like that's the world. And I, and I like them, and I like them, and I agree well, with them. The but they are creating opinions for them. Yeah, I think we they need, are I think, dividing us. I think we need a. I think we need a black. Oh, oh the Democrats question. been divided since the last election. I, Stop I, I just have one. I just have one question. I just have one question yes. for a Obi Wan Independence. And the viewers that agree with them, when are black people gonna stop pandering or allowing allowing these people to people pander, pander to us? You know what I'm saying? For, no, 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 no. Be, no, no. So, question, motherfucker. No, but I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> he's, he's good at doing that shit, right? Because <laughs> I have to explain it. So what I'm getting at, right, is because y'all y'all brought up the very exact point that I'm talking about in the sense that we understand that that Joe Biden isn't gonna win it on his own. However, in in order to get over that the black person hump. He has to put in uh, a black vice president. In my opinion, that's pandering. It's it's not. Wait, authentic. hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. Then. Let me ask you a question. Was Obama pandering when he brought in a white VP? Yes, because he, need, yeah. he needed a fucking white. He needed a white. Hello, hello, everybody. Yes, he pandered. Hello, it's fucking politics. Okay, it's fucking politics. The thing is, it's give and take. You're not gonna get everything you want. It's house of cards. You're not gonna give everything you want. All right, I mean, so I mean, so we need a so <laughs> black black VP, right? We are we all agree that we agree. we need that. So, so um, so before we move on, the two things. The first one is, are we okay with what Joe Biden said at the end? No, <laughs> I, but I, I've already said that I'm not okay with it. Is it a big I, deal? Is it a to me? It's not deal. a big deal. No, I don't think it. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's not a big deal. So, so why is it a big deal? Like that means no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Shit. We're not going. We're who not going to dive into who is, why. Who is Joseph so, Biden to tell me I'm not black if I don't vote for his ass? What? So you better get his ass out but, of here. But you want you want somebody that's going to do something for you, not somebody not just how they talk. You want somebody that's going to do something for you. So him saying that doesn't prove anything. Yes, but also him talking about his track record instead of what he's going to do for me. So okay, okay, guys, to answer your question, <laughs> to me, is it a big deal? No, Joe Biden just anywhere. sounds like <laughs> Joe Biden. I mean, so what I got to do with anything? Joe Biden to me just sounds like um, we podcasting right now. He sounds like somebody that's been around too many black people and had too many conversations. Absolutely, he Absolutely. got too fucking comfortable. Yeah. Somebody yeah. told him to say that. Nah, they wanted him to stop before that. They were trying to tell him, "Yo, but let's somebody, get out of here." <laughs> somebody told him to say that at some point in time. So, nah, that's how he feels. What was the other real quick question? What was the other real quick question? Lastly, I mean, what is voting is coming up? How do you guys feel about voting by mail? Quick. What do you mean, quick, bitch? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Why are you angry? <laughs> but uh, no. So we're, we're voting by quick. here's the thing: voting by mail is very, very essential because uh-huh. it's taking us from the Stone Age into the modern century. Agree. Honestly, Was- Washington State. So here's the thing, right? Voting by mail is more susceptible to fraud. But in states that do vote by mail, it is literally like 0.0001% of fraud actually happening. I think in the past 20 years, in the past 20 years, there's only been maybe about eight fraudulent accounts of voting by mail. Everything else was somebody actually... um, taking advantage of the system. So you have somebody that's in charge of elections or you have a, a candidate quick question. that's that's doing it. What's <laughs> okay. up? So as one of the two cybersecurity experts 
on this podcast. I agree. Second person. <laughs> what you mean? It's Obi Wan, bitch. Is that oh, you? Oh. Is it? Is it? <laughs> you got the search to prove it, but whatever. Look, it definitely ain't me. All I'm getting at. All I'm getting at is I I I'm 100 here for. Uh, uh, voting by email for the same reason. That no, not email. Mail, nigga, not Ma- email. Oh, by, sorry, by mail. Oh, shit, did I read that all wrong? Never mind. Yeah, you can vote by mail. Fuck it. This shit ain't, this brick and mortar, bitch. That shit, yep. it can't, yeah. Young Buck is going towards what I was going to say. Obi-Wan said the modern age. Not the digital age. Not the digital digital age, the modern age. So they're about a couple of centuries behind. But it's it's cool. We are. We are. We got to take baby steps. We need to do that. We got to take baby steps. We got to take baby steps. It's stupid to say we can't do something. Because that's that's risk. That's risk. That's risk. Exactly. That's risk assessment. That's risk analysis. The risk. Ain't is 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 not worth it to not do it. The risk is not that high to say we ain't gonna do it. But it's, it's harder. As, honestly, as, as, oh, we we have honestly, to, you know what I think. Like the next step is how they used to do census back in the day. You know oh, what I mean? Shit. How they used to door how to they door? used to go literally door to door and have like something. Who you that's, for, nigga? Yeah, and it's completely <laughs> yeah. cut off from the network. Right? You put that in, and then you take it back to the skiff. And you connect it to that. Too many shit, hands. Too many hands. Because yeah. it's, a, it's, a safe, gotta, it's the same thing with vote. Up, they got to throw that out. And they got to do that yeah. shit. Again. It's the same thing with voted by mail. You're more worried about the people that are actually collecting that than Say the, the person command, that's yeah. putting that information in. The fraud is going to happen at the person that's collecting it, mm-hmm. not the person that's putting oh. it by hand. Right? Yeah, do y'all so, trust the American mail system? Like, I, I do. Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me tell you why I don't trust that shit. I just got married. And I sent out mad invitations to the right fucking address, and a lot of people did not get their fucking mail. Okay, and this is only fair. about 300 people that I sent that shit out to. So with that that's being fair. said, I don't trust the mail system, but okay. it's better it's, than... It's, it's hard to trust the government. To the, uh, the I, I think, to wrap this up, I think with the voting by mail, I think because of the pandemic, we are forced to do things we, have we haven't done before. Yeah. And so it makes sense. Obviously, I, I like Obi-Wan said, yes, there's a higher risk of... Of it's not high. It's not high. It's just higher. Yeah, it's a higher risk of fraud. It's a non-zero number. Yeah, it's, so it's point zero 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 one as so opposed to point is, zero 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 one. Yeah. You know, for me, um, as a as a black man in a black community, I just hope we we figure it out what we want and what we're trying to do. So, uh, moving on to lighter stuff, uh, sports. Let's get into. Ain't Mike running okay? this shit. Yeah, I the great you you know you mentioned um, this topic about soccer and the UFC and how they yeah, turn to sports. So, so so in this COVID nineteen world, sports is coming back. You know, in Europe, um, I think I believe it's uh, La Liga. No, it's not La, La Liga. It's um, uh, one of the German leagues. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, they're back. They had a they had a match, and there were no fans. Just the players. People on the sideline, they got it done. UFC returned to no spectators, uh, nobody, nobody in the stands, and people beat their asses like they normally do. And people tuned in. Um, other, other other professional sports are thinking about doing the same thing too with the NBA because the season is not over yet, and you know a lot of people will feel like you know this season is a waste if they don't you know get to play in the playoffs and go to the championships. Uh, and then, of course, the NFL is about to start. Tokyo Olympics was postponed. So how do you all feel about 
sports, spectator sports without spectators in the stands. I don't give a fuck what they do. They yeah. ain't got shit to do with me. As long as they show it <laughs> on TV. Watch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as they show it on TV. They can even put they can even put the little sound box with people applauding. I'm cool with that shit. Right. I'm down <laughs> with that shit too. Yeah, I think from an owner's perspective, they calculated how much money they could lose. And I think it was football, basketball said without having fans in the stands, they're losing about four or five billion dollars. Yeah. Um, that so, ain't so so I Cowboys understand, but I, at the same time, I do believe because everybody is at home, you will make up some of that money with viewership. And, you know, sports has to has to go on. We need sports. You know, we need entertainment. And I think with the pandemic and, like I said, everybody being at home, we're more inclined to, to watch the entire season. You know, what they always say about basketball is we don't start watching to the playoffs. Well, mm-hmm. fuck it. We don't got shit else to do. We're going to watch everything. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I agree. Oh, that's it? You just agree? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I, I would like sports back. Motherfucker, I ain't shit to do in the house but not die of fucking corona, so I need some shit to pass the time. Yeah, I mean, people <laughs> people watching people watching the rerun games that they show in. Like, yeah, any sport, any sport is good sport. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> I've watched gladiators fighting at this fucking point. Hell, hell yeah! Uh, how how do you think the athletes that are are, are are performing in front of a fanless arena or stadium feel about having to do that? Because their entire lives, like every time that they've played, it's been a spectator sport, and now this is the first time that no spectators. They're, they're, profes- like they're professionals. If they can't play in front of no crowd, they shouldn't be paid what they paid. What sport? Plain and simple. They're professionals. Any any, any sport. Yo, them niggas getting paid. Don't give a fuck about that shit. I, I, they're, they're, they're professionals. Yeah, they're going to treat that shit like practice. I'm trying to tell you. Because they're going to look so, around after a while and be like, oh, ain't nobody listening. So I got to chill. I think the NBA basketball players should talk to the WNBA players to see how they handle it. Okay. <laughs> move, let's move on. Move on. Move on. We're cutting that out. We're cutting that out. We're cutting that out. Yeah, yeah. Yo, people need to play too much. So to wrap up the sports section... It seems, and that's sports! <laughs> it seems like uh, Tokyo Olympics has been postponed to summer... 2021. Yeah, so you know, ho- hopefully they get this shit under control because I heard Asia's going through... Another, a resurgence? Yeah, a resurgence. Yeah, another way. Of, yep. So let's, let's see what happened. Um, it's a happening. Look, make your peace with God now because you're finna meet him a lot sooner than you thought. Shut the entire fuck up. So, <laughs> you don't need to start panic till you see Jesus ascending from heaven. <laughs> will you? Will you see him? That's the will thing. It just happened. Like, you'll see, ascending is you'll going s- up. You'll see him <laughs> coming uh, down, hovering descended? in the sky. Yeah, he just yes. ascended. I said descending. You said ascending. Yeah, I said descending. Okay. Said ascending. Maybe I said ascending. I was just thinking descending. Y'all know. Meaning he was already man. here. Niggas missed right. this. <laughs> First of all, Jesus died when Nipsey got shot, remember? Okay. Or maybe okay. that was okay. maybe that was right. XXX. Right. So, no, so rapid fire. Was it XXX? Man, shut the entire fuck I'm, up. I'm not I'm not the one that said it. But uh okay, yeah, moving on to not That's so rapid. rapid fire. You guys want to do um, since we were talking about sports, the NFL, uh, they unveiled a new diversity um, policy that's really supposed to kind of help minorities um, and um, get the, get basically get hired into senior level positions within um, 
the NFL, right? So one of the things that they're doing is saying that, you know, these these uh, owners, whenever they have a vacancy, either for a head coaching vacancy, maybe it's for a, a OC coordinator, or if it's for like um, a senior, a GM position or a senior level position within the NFL, um, they have to have at least one minority candidate, um, uh, outside minority candidate. In some instances, they have to have at least two um, outside minority candidates that they're interviewing. Um, so it's a they basically expanded expanded on that Rooney rule. I was going to say, isn't this the Rooney rule? It's but it's more expanded, right? So they have to interview at least one outside minority candidate um, in order to get the incentive. And or in, well, uh, otherwise they might. Yeah, I guess they're going to be fine. Um, otherwise, um, in some instances, they have to have two. So I think it's a step forward. They were really pushing to have like draft picks uh, if you hire one, but that's kind of been tabled and pushed to the side. Um, but what do y'all think about that? Because I know some we noticed that the the number of minority coaches has declined. Mm-hmm. I don't think Especially there's ever been this a offseason. right. I don't think there's ever been a a, a a black OC. Well, no, there has, but it's been maybe since Jim Caldwell with the Colts that I can remember. But um. No, there's been a few. Listen, yeah, a couple of we, we we do this in, in in everyday world. When I'm reviewing proposals, you know, I'm, I I tend to choose the people who have MBEs on their proposal versus the people who don't have any minority business, you know, entities at all. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's unfortunate that we have to do this to get black minorities into the places that are capable of doing without this. But we have to do it because for whatever reason, you know. The white people in power just not choosing them without incentives. So whatever. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing, and you know, a lot of people have a problem with, uh, like you know, Rooney Rule or uh, affirmative action. But essentially, the goal of it is because the people in power are the majority. Essentially, who they know, their their network is the majority. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's just giving a chance for people who are minorities to be in that conversation. Because if on my current project right now, my, 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 um, my, um, my, my managers are all people of color because that's my network. You know what I'm saying? My network is people of color. So the people that I brought on to be on my project are people of color. And it's the same, like people are just that way overall. So if a white person wants to do the same thing, his network is, is you no, know, Probably not people My of color. Minority, so right. what this is doing is saying, "Hey, let's bring somebody into the mix, um, and then we take it from there." Not just any fucking body. Like, don't have me interviewing for the offensive coordinator position for the then, then you're not yeah. taking it I seriously. Could probably, I could probably do a great job, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm probably not the best option. You're not taking it seriously. Getting all my plays from Madden. What? I said I'd get all my plays from Madden. I tell you that. <laughs> Coach, just somebody should do that one day. <laughs> yeah. Somebody Hi, regular, has uh, everyday Joe. I know yeah. who did. Kyle Shanahan did. All his boys <laughs> on his on in his cabinet were people yeah. that he grew up with. Like they, they never. Mm, I ain't gonna yeah. it. Well, he's, he's being successful now, so. Yeah, I think my opinion has been um, reiterated by the majority of the group. So all right, then, cool. You know, Hey, so, uh, <laughs> keeping with sports, uh, and uh, this one I think that um, 
is is not interesting who it's coming from. There's a soccer player or a football player by the name of uh, Mario Balotelli. Um, he's actually an African footballer playing in Europe who's been who in his time has been has been Europe has been um, subjective to a lot of racism towards him um, mm-hmm. on these European clubs and Italy to be specific. Um, so he basically put out this challenge out there to all his African footballers um, and African nations, basically to take their talents back to Africa and um, form their own quote unquote champions league or their own leagues and build their own stadiums in Africa. Um, and yo, I 100% agree with this, not just for football but for sports in general like yo all you talented africans there's money in africa yo there's money in africa take that shit back and 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 continue to grow that uh continent those those nations in africa man so um i think though i think people should really act on this i think it's in the right place Uh, yeah Um, i i I agree go ahead ahead. it's in the right place but africa africa is not in the right place uh, and that therein lies the problem um and, in, <laughs> and a little bit of background on this Mario Balotelli guy I don't know if you guys know a lot about him but he's Ghanaian uh by origin and you know his he's a naturalized is, he's a naturalized uh citizen in France though right I'm, no, no Italy I'm gonna talk to you about that so his family is Ghanaian they moved to uh Italy and because his parents couldn't really take care of him because they didn't have the necessary paperwork and couldn't get jobs. He got fostered to an uh, Italian family who oh. didn't adopt him, but he adopted their name. Right? So it's, it's, it's a lot of scrutiny from, you know, people of color or Africans to be specific about Mary Balotelli and the fact that, you know, he took on an Italian name, but his foster family, his foster family didn't adopt him. And he was not a citizen until he became 18. And if his foster family just adopted him, he would have become a citizen. So it's like, he's been in a lot of racist situations in the the past, and he's been in a lot of poor decisions. But essentially, his heart is in the right place. I just don't think he knows what he's saying and what it's going to take to get it done. But you got to start somewhere, so. Listen, we've we've all seen from the last dance, it only takes one player to make a fucking league. What, what Jordan did in, in the 90s is what we had today in the NBA. And I feel like with all these African players that, that um, signed contracts to play in, you know, these European countries, one of them, two of them can create something in Africa with the backing of billionaires like Dongate and some of these other people. It just That's the problem. Well, <laughs> they they just have, have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and what you have to they do. They have to get back. And you do have to bring people who are sympathizers and empathizers of what they want to do from outside, inside. So instead of you going outside, you're now bringing outside people inside to kind of instruct and guide and help create that structure because they've also been a part of the structure. I think part of what you're saying is that there's really no structure for that um, in Africa, but they have to bring people who understand that structure and kind of create that Absolutely. you got to start from somewhere. Yeah, and um, look, Giannis Ade Tetekumpo, whatever his fake fake Greek name is. I mean, look, they did Tetekumpo, but it's Tetekumpo, right? Um, so it it looks like it's something that they're doing there. But I support it. I think it's great, and hopefully that people will truly um uh get on to that, right? 
so we got a couple uh, EBS polls that we posted throughout the week um, that we're going to discuss. Uh, uh, the first one was a Freaky Friday post um, where we were talking about quote unquote de-virginize a virgin, right? Is that something that you would do or not, right? I think the majority of the people said no. Um, and I kind of agree with that. Like, I'm, I'm of the elk that um, keep your virginity until you find the one, or at least the person that you think is supposed to be the one. Um, and I don't want to be taking that from anyone if I know that me and you ain't going to be together again. Uh, so um, curious how y'all feel about that. I mean, I've personally never had sex with a virgin, so I don't know what it's like, but everybody that I hear talk about it, talk about it like it's the worst shit in the world, so... I'm, I'm sure it can't be a pleasant moment for both parties because you not only do you, if you've experienced and you know what you're doing, you got to take your time. You got to slow down. You got to make sure they're comfortable. This is all what I'm assuming um, because obviously you ain't just going to slide up in there or be slid up in um, if you taking somebody else's. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. I actually don't know what it's like for the other on the other end for a woman to take a guy's virginity. What does that feel like? I don't know. Men just lie about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with I'm with Ike the Great. I've I've never uh, had to do that. I don't really give a fuck. I mean, if I was presented with a woman who was a virgin and we had a thing, cool. Even if I knew I wasn't going to be with her and we were just kicking it, I would do it. But I don't care. I'm not pressed. I know guys growing up who wanted to to take women's virginities. That was their thing. That was a thing. It wasn't my thing. And again, I've never done it, and I don't really care. So. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that's a thing. Get you a girl that's biblical. Because are controlled. It's biblical. It's, well, not biblical, but religious, right? Um, so in, in in Islam, they promise you twelve virgins. Um, in the Bibles, all through that motherfucker, virgin this, virgin that, right? That's true. So it's 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 all how people were raised and the belief that all oh, pure and nice and taking that it's is better, all right? It that's feels better. She could be better. doing ain't no. She could be sucking dick. She could be doing a whole bunch of shit just because she ain't. You know. You know. Been penetrated don't mean she's not. But Just because her hymen is still intact, right? But she saved her hymen for you. Bullshit. Man, get out of here. She just ain't sneeze hard enough. Whatever. <laughs> All right, right, right. Run <laughs> And uh, so, uh, the other Freaky Friday poll that we, sorry, other EBS poll that we had um, was posted about. Uh, a couple uh, that were engaged and they were in an argument. So what happens when you say things that maybe you might not necessarily mean in that argument? So in general, if you're engaged with someone and you guys get in an argument, your response to them is, well, um, I don't want to get married anymore. Or, or if you don't like some, don't marry me. Like, uh, I guess, what's the next move for you? Is it, uh, and most of the people said if that was a happen in a relationship or I'm sorry, in a, yeah, in a relationship, it's over, right? Um, fewer people so, said they would try to work it out. How many of them niggas has actually been married? If you know, you know, you don't gotta be married. Well, it, it all depends on the question that's, is the question that's, uh, it all depends on what's being said in this argument, right? So if it's, well, if you can't deal with that, you don't gotta marry me. Then of course I'm gonna say, "Hey, I can't deal with this, so I can't marry you." You know what I'm saying? But if the argument is just out of like, you know, uh, the heat of the moment, said, "Man, I won't marry you ass no more." Okay, I will make you pay for that shit later. But I know that you don't mean it. But if I feel like you say something like, 
if you say something like, if you can't handle it, don't marry me, then I'm like, okay, I can't handle it, so I'm not going to marry you. That's just a fact of the matter. We're just not compatible. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be like a conversation to clarify what was meant. Um, you know what I mean? Although, or maybe it's a realization like, shit, I really can't handle it. Maybe I need to not get married. Maybe we don't need to get married. But I feel like there has to be a conversation. So I took, I took it to mean how Ike the Great said it the second time that a person would be like, that's why I don't want to fucking marry you anyway. For me, the shit ends there. It, ain't no questions. Ain't no, oh, okay. So, because as far as I'm concerned, just because you're angry does not excuse what you're saying. That's like saying, if, if I'm angry and I say, I should slap the shit out you. So you want to, uh, you want to be physically violent with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't excuse that. So, you saying that in anger, you saying that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. You've now said that. And I mean, my next definitely racist I mobilize you of your request. <laughs> Wedding no, off, my nigga. I agree with you. And sometimes the issue is not what's said in anger, you know what I mean, that needs to be addressed, but more just what you're feeling that needs to be addressed. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Just and maybe the wedding's not off, but I'm definitely pushing that bitch out. Yeah. That wedding's going to get pushed out because I got to see who I'm dealing with and what's up. Nah, I'm making a quick decision, man. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, we I'm either calling. stick it to date or we canceling it. Like, I ain't got time I'm for calling. that. I'm calling A Mike and Obi Wan. I look, she done fucked up. Ain't no way. Ain't no way to be. We going to the strip club. I, I think you know we have to relax. You know, obviously no. this person. <laughs> hold on, this person is the person decided to, to to marry in the first place. So you know, sometimes arguments, people say things they don't mean honestly. And so what needs to happen is both parties needs to relax, calm down, and then you need to reevaluate the situation and have an adult conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're having doubts, let's talk about it. And from there, we make a decision. Who That's invited a- mature A Mike? I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, we're talking about marriage, nigga. I was going to let him this is, this is This is forever. Y'all ain't married yet, my nigga. Yeah, I ain't saying no yeah, but, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> right. Not married yet, but you didn't you didn't, you know, saved your money up, you didn't bought a ring. As far as I know, as as like, well. you're not going to just. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it, in the words of C. Breezy. Deuces. Plenty like, of people. Well, to do it. Plenty of people getting engaged off of false pretenses. That's true. But have a <laughs> and, conversation and, first, and, right? And sometimes they need a slap in the face <laughs> to, to see that. We could, yeah. Last time we talked literally about slapping somebody, speaking. we got into trouble. So let's, let's literally, not however, figuratively, figuratively however, speaking. Not <laughs> however, I will. Agree I mean, with was that not implied? No. No, you got to be careful. Never know who's listening. I will. I will agree with a Mike that a conversation is necessary, but that conversation is just to discuss why the fuck the wedding is now off. (laughs) (laughs) You're too too hasty. You're you're a mixto dude, ain't you? (laughs) Me? No, not even. Not even. Not even. I mean, people, like I said, people. I got time for that. People in serious relationships say things they don't mean all the time. That's bullshit, and that's toxic. Why are you it, saying these things? It is toxic. It is toxic. I, I agree with you, it. but but at the same time, you know, it, it, it there needs to be a conversation to discuss it. It's not that person, that same person that made that comment. In my mind, by you reacting the way you're saying and just cutting it off, you're doing the you're doing the same thing as far as a reaction without thinking. Uh, equal reaction, equal. Uh, equal. Come on, I'm not like, saying go. No. <laughs> equal, opposite reaction, whatever the fuck that saying goes. So yeah, that's how it works. Potential topic for another EBS podcast is why is it that we as human beings, however, particularly why is it that we as men 
decide to accept toxicity within relationships. Just I don't think men do. Women do. That's my opinion. Women do, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, now, now I'm mad out, bitch, because men do. Oh, Obi Wan, keep going. That's a personal <laughs> problem, as far as I'm concerned. We got shout outs. We about to wrap it up. Yeah, let's get into shout outs, man. Okay, so all right, thanks Obi Wan for for that not so rapid fire. That was actually pretty good this time around. So uh, next one is shout outs, and and I guess I'll go first because it's me. Uh, shout out to James Mahone, but before shout out, condolences. Um, he he passed away in on uh, April twenty seventh, and the reason why I'm shout shouting this guy out is because he's a sixty three year old doctor from New York, mm. on his way to retire, but instead of retiring, chose to help out. And during the day, he was working as a doctor in Brooklyn. And at nighttime, um, he, he was working at another hospital. And uh, eventually, he, you know, he caught the, the COVID-19 and eventually mm. passed away. It's very unfortunate, but shout out to him because, you know, he put his life on the line to help other people. And so shout out to him. All right. Uh, and my shout out, my first shout out goes out to the first black CEO of United Airlines, and that's Brett Jay Hart. Uh, so shout out to him for achieving something that a lot of people before him haven't been able to achieve. Uh, it's always a good thing when you're in corporate America, you can see uh, people before you do things that had never been done before. It gives you that sense of feeling that it's, it's possible for you to do it. Uh, you, know, you know, Barack Obama became president as the first black president debatable. Uh, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of black people think that it's possible. So the first black anything in the United States of America is always good. So shout out to Brett J. Hart. And shout out to Li Lily Adeleye is her name, but she probably goes by Adelaide by Americans or Adelaide, who is the youngest CEO at five years old to have her products sold in Target. Now, the reason why Lily is pretty uh, pretty significant is because um, obviously you know that a CEO at the age of five cannot just do it on her own. It's due to her mom. Uh, her mom is also uh, a CEO for a company. She uh, does a lot of hair care products for people of color. Uh, she's from Detroit, Michigan, and her company brings in about $70 million in revenue on a yearly basis. Uh, and she was the one that was able to help her get started. But so essentially what Lily does is she puts together, um, she sells things for little girls, uh, like hair ties, bow ties, and things of that nature, backpacks. Accessories. Accessories. Accessories is called Lily Frilly. Um, oh. So if you have daughters um, and you go to a Target, look out for Lily Frilly at Target. Uh, because she has accessories and clothing and things of that nature that young black girls should be more than proud to don due to the fact that it was created by somebody like them. Awesome. That's it for me. Great, great shout outs, guys. Great shout outs. <laughs> so uh, anything else? Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? I don't know, man. I'm about to get a, a shape up today, man. Have y'all got y'all haircuts? Anything okay. like that? Yeah, I did. I went in that motherfucker. First of all, that shit is illegal. I thought that shit was legit. That nigga had the blinds <laughs> down. He had the door locked. I had to do a, a fucking cold knock. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not part. It's not part of stage one. No. Uh, no. No. Barbershops are part of stage one, though. No, not all barbershops. Yeah. It depends and, on what county you were in. He's in the county that you that you went and, to. That's true. Oh, that's true. I thought he was. 
I thought he. I didn't mention his fucking name. I th- I thought he was part of um another county, but he's part of Prince George's County, which is not open. On no, that actually might be Howard County. No, I, I asked him as I was in the chair because because <laughs> you know you know that city is in four different counties. Like I yeah. said, I asked him, and when I got there, <laughs> there was five niggas, and I was just like, I thought I was gonna be the only person there, but it was it, I was the fifth person waiting. Mind you, I had to wait two hours for one, but that's a whole other story. But then for oh, two, boy. it was five people there, and one person didn't have a mask. So it's I was like, oh, okay, important. I won't be doing this shit for a while. So yeah, I got uh, mine. It's not that important. I got a bill for uh, so, I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I guess they got to sh- get money, but whatever. Let me get my shape up, call it a day. My, my life is more important. It's a fact, yeah. I was, I was no, kind of mad. If, if I go there and I feel like I'm not comfortable, then I'll be like, yeah, I don't know I mean, about that. He did his due diligence. You know, he wiped down the streets. He washed his hands after each client and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I saw that he was trying. And the majority of the people in there had masks on. But it was still kind of like, you know, you're taken aback. Because, like, my wife is in, in the hair care industry. And their their routine is very strict. One person in the building at a time. And yeah. you know what I mean? You got to wear a mask and so on and so on. Got to sign in and taking your temperature at the door and all that. It was none of that. So I was just surprised. But hey, you know, it doesn't it's, it. it's not worth it. I mean, I, I know he got he has to make money and feed his family, but from my perspective, for my health, if you're not going to take the necessary precautions, it's not worth it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so absolutely. I'll assess the situation and see. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And with that said, you know, be safe out there, everybody. You know, it's still a pandemic going on, so make sure you guys are still sticking with the rules and regulations. And I feel like people have forgotten. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. I, I did mean, see everywhere is open, so I did see something, right? Because we had this conversation where we were kind of shitting on on black people, but they were saying that people no, in Asia, we're not doing that. We're people educated. in Asia were passing out because they were working out while wearing a mask. They were driving and wearing a mask, and you know, so so. Do you guys wear masks when you're walking outside? Or yeah. do you wear masks when you go into a building with other people? I wear masks yeah. when I'm walking outside, but if there's yeah. no one around, I will take the mask take off. off. Yeah. I don't so, walk yeah. outside. I wear masks when I go into a building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, I'm in my car. And then when I walk into the building, I'm putting the, put mask, the mask on. on. But if I had, right. I'm about to start working out, and I, I was going to get one of those high elevation um, masks. masks that intensifies oh, your workout or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. If I pass out, y'all going to know. Yeah, that's a fact, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for listening. This is the EBS podcast, episode sixty-eight, and yeah, absolutely. Out. I hope I, I hope we are entertaining you guys while you're stuck at home. Sandwiches. <laughs>